0: Hello, this is Tanishka Soti from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today's Wednesday, the 22nd of November Today, the NIA conducted searches at 14 locations across Punjab and Haryana on the premises of alleged pro-Khalistani separatists. The raids took place to arrest persons involved in the attack on the Indian consulate in San Francisco earlier this year. The Indian Express reported the attacks in March and July took place after the death of Khalistan Tiger Force chief Hardeep Singh Nijjar in Canada. The Prime Minister later blamed Indian government agencies for Nijjar's murder. In the attack of the Indian consulate on 2nd July, the accused reportedly tried to set fire to the consulate building. An NIA spokesperson said, and I quote, as part of its investigations, the NIA has crowdsourced information To identify and collect information about US based entities and individuals involved in these violent incidents. The agency has already identified certain individuals who were part of the conspiracy behind the repeated attacks. These include the attackers and many of their associates, who are both Indian and foreign nationals. The NIA also said that a team was sent to the embassy in California in August for an investigation into the attack. Meanwhile, the Financial Times cited unnamed sources to report that US agencies had thwarted an assassination attempt against a Khalistani separatist in the North American country. The US also reportedly issued a warning to the Indian government for its alleged involvement in the matter. The External Affairs Ministry is yet to issue a statement on the allegation. Today, an army major was killed and three others were injured in an encounter with militants in Jammu and Kashmir's Rajori district. The officer was from the 63 Rashtriya Rifles Division of the Indian Army. One militant was also killed in the gunfight with security agencies. The encounter occurred during a joint operation by the JNK police and the Indian Army. Reports cited police sources as saying, that five to six militants were hiding in the dense forests of the region. The encounter unfolded when the militants fired at the security forces amid their cordon and search operation. An AK-47 rifle, three magazines and three grenades were reportedly recovered from the slain militant. Meanwhile, JNK authorities terminated four government employees for being a threat to the security of the state. The terminated employees include Dr. Nisar Ul-Hassan, President of the Doctors' Association of Kashmir. BJP MP Ramesh Biduri has been summoned by the Lok Sabha Privileges Committee in the matter concerning his use of communal slurs in the parliament. He has been asked to appear before the committee on 7 December. On the 21st September, Ramesh Biduri had made derogatory comments and used anti-Muslim slurs against BSP MP Danish Ali. Following this verbal attack, Ali wrote to the Lok Sabha speaker Om Birla and Prime Minister Narendra Modi. He asked for their intervention in the matter and for action against Biduri. However, soon after the incident, the BJP appointed Biduri as the party's poll in charge in Rajasthan's Tonk district. The BJP MP was earlier summoned to appear before the Privileges Committee on 11th October but he cited election-related duties and skipped the summons. Listeners, during the G20 summit in New Delhi, the Press Information Bureau launched a massive campaign to advertise India's role as the host of the summit. Senior bureaucrats and union ministers were commissioned to write editorials praising the government and the Prime Minister. Based on an RTI response that I received, I have done a deep-dive story into the media campaign that unfolded on the sidelines of the G20 Summit. You can read my report on Newslaundry.com. It is titled, PIB's G20 Media Campaign. Senior government officials selected to write op-eds across 315 newspapers. We are able to bring you such reports only because you've got our back. If you're not a part of our independent media ecosystem already, Subscribe to NewsLaundry.com and pay to keep news free. A subscription starts at Rs 300 only. India has resumed e-visa services for Canadian nationals. Two months after these services were suspended, India had stopped issuing visas to Canadian nationals following Canadian PM Justin Trudeau alleging that the Indian government was involved in Khalistani separatist Hardeep Singh Nijar's killing. Following Trudeau's allegations, the Indian government had asked Canada to reduce its diplomatic presence in India. The Canadian embassy shut down consular services in all Indian cities except the High Commission in New Delhi. The resumption of services is an attempt to de-escalate the tensions between India and Canada. Meanwhile, Justin Trudeau also attended the virtual meeting of G20 countries that was held today. The G20 meeting was chaired by Prime Minister Modi and was attended by representatives of member countries and 11 international agencies. Israel and Hamas have agreed for a four-day truce in the ongoing conflict in the Gaza Strip, Al Jazeera reported. In a deal mediated by Qatar, Hamas also agreed to release 50 Israeli hostages held captive in Gaza since its attack on Israel on 7 October. Hamas said that in exchange, Israel will also release 150 Palestinian women and children held in Israeli prisons. Meanwhile, the ceasefire will allow desperately needed humanitarian aid into the Gaza Strip. Israel has also reportedly said that it will extend the ceasefire by another day for every 10 additional hostages that Hamas will release. UN Special Coordinator for the Middle East Peace Process, Tor Wennesland welcomed the deal for truce but emphasised much more needed to be done to help the worsening humanitarian crisis in Gaza. He said, and I quote, This pause must be used to its fullest extent to facilitate the release of hostages and alleviate the dire needs of Palestinians in Gaza. This is an important step in the right direction but much more needs to be done. Unquote. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. News laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com/subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest news laundry experience, download our app. Watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, read our reports. Stay informed. Pay for news, protect democracy, save the world.